You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Today I want to take you down a little uh, history memory lane because today is such an important day in our American uh, foundation, our history, and unfortunately not a lot is taught in the public education system, in colleges. So I, I don't want to start you know, anywhere where I just assume that you know how this country came to be. So today, July 4th, 2021, is the 245th anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. 245 years we have sustained freedom from those 56 signers that put it all on the line. The Continental Congress declared that the 13 American colonies were no longer subject to the monarchy of Britain, King George III, and were now united, free, and independent states. Notice that word, free. I love the history of America, especially the spiritual foundations of this country. And my favorite Bible is this one right here. It's called the American Patriots Bible. Now, I was given this Bible uh, as I deployed for a 13-month assignment out to Afghanistan, and it came at the perfect season. So fighting for my country, fighting for other people's freedom in a foreign land, halfway around the world, 12 and a half hour difference in Afghanistan. But what I love about this Bible, uh, and I encourage many of you to have this as one of your Bibles, but it really goes through the spiritual foundations of our country. If you listen to today's media, they will try to hijack the spiritual foundation, the Christian foundations of America. But the only reason why we're great and we've sustained freedom for so long, 245 years, is because in God we trust. Amen? So I'll just give you one little snippet in here. This was from uh, John Adams, and he was writing to his wife uh, on July 4th, 1776 will be the most memorable day in the history of America. I believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. It ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn act of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be celebrated with pomp and parade, with shows, games, sports, guns. That's my favorite part right there. Come on, fire off a couple rounds. (laughs) Actually did that in Virginia, almost got in trouble, but police couldn't find me. (laughs) Bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other, from this time forward forever. But it comes with a little bit of a warning. Think, Think back, 56 signers were putting it all on the line against the greatest army, military, naval force in the world. You will thank me transported with enthusiasm, but I am not. I am well aware of the toil and blood and treasure that it will cost to maintain this declaration and support and defend these states. Yet through all the gloom, I can see the rays of ravishing light and glory. I can see that the end is worth more than the means, that posterity will triumph in that day's transaction even though we may regret it, which I trust in God, we shall not. Now, how awesome is that from one of the signers? So anyway, that's my favorite Bible. 
So America has fought for freedom around the world by deploying the U.S. military. And the surprising thing is it only takes a very few to make a huge difference. I want you to remember that today. The Defense Manpower Data Center in January of this year reported that 1.4 million people were serving the U.S. Armed Forces. That means that only 0.4% of the American population is active military personnel. Can you believe that? 0.4% keep the devil at bay around the world. Furthermore, the Veteran Administration estimates 7.3% of all living Americans have served in the military at some point in their life. It's amazing what God can do with a remnant of men and women who volunteer to fight for freedom around the world. We get to live in freedom today because of this remnant of freedom fighters. So the title of my message today, let's see if they've got it, Freedom Fighters. Come on, that's what I'm talking about right there. And you're going to find out very soon that you're called to be one of them. So if you're currently serving in the United States Armed Forces or have served in uniform, I'd like you to stand if there's anybody in this room that has served our country. Let's give these guys a big honor. Thank you for fighting for freedom. We honor you. We appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is part of the 4%, 0.4%. Go ahead and have a seat. So God loves a remnant, and God loves America. God chose Israel, the smallest of the countries in that region, to be his country and his people. But what I love is that America chose God. We chose God to be our leader. We're the only country to ever choose God to be our leader. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And he, we built a uh, country and a governance based on his biblical principles, on the word. Don't let the media destroy America and tell you that our country is not great and not exceptional. We have a reputation all around the world. People want to come here. They're not fighting to get into other countries around the world. So don't ever forget that. And why we're so exceptional is it's because in God we trust. It's on every piece of currency we have. It's a constant reminder. So if you have any financial challenges, just look at any piece of currency. And that's a reminder we put in there. In God is where we put our trust. Now, I was, uh, a lot of people don't know this. We had that amazing star-spangled banner. Uh, but did you know there's four stanzas uh, to our national anthem? And there's, there's three others that we never sing and probably most Americans don't know. But I just want to take you through the last stanza of what uh, Francis Scott Key wrote. And it's pretty profound. It says, Oh, thus be it ever when free men shall stand between their loved home and the war's desolation. Blessed with victory and peace, may the heaven-rescued land praise the power that has made and preserved us a nation. Then conquer we must when our cause it is just. And this be our motto, in God we trust. And it finishes like we know, and the star-spangled banner in triumph shall wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave. And so this COVID season, man, it got me, got me upset. You know, when you fight in Muslim countries and you see veiled women, it just brought flashbacks to a demonic agenda, you know, and, it, and the fear that came to America 
I mean, you know, when we sing the Star Spangled Banner, every time I've sang, sang it, it ends in land of the free, home of the brave, not land of the fearful and home of the mast. I mean, I just have to be honest with you. It's like, that is not in my character. I am an American. I will fight for freedom. And I saw this agenda that hit our country. And it was sad. It was sad. So, you know, we currently fight for freedom for America and other countries around the world with 0.4% of the U.S. population. But God only needed one man to fight for freedom over 2,000 years ago and win it for all of us for eternity. So a minority can make a huge difference. Amen? Amen. So we took a moment to honor those who served in the armed forces, and I encourage you to continue to thank them, you know, to honor them, to thank them for their service, to thank them for their sacrifice. I mean, they have to leave, you know, you know, mothers, fathers, you know, they have to leave their kids. I miss my first steps, my daughter's first words. My mom, uh, wife had to take on both roles for 13 months in Afghanistan, six months in Iraq. And so I'll never forget, I was eating dinner with my bride, and uh, I was, I think I was in uniform or had something military on me. And uh, it was a nice dinner, and then I go to pay the bill, and they said, sir, it's covered. I was like, what do you mean it's covered? It's like, just another couple saw you guys, assumed you were in the military, and just wanted to honor you. I was like, you really want to make a difference in the world. The people that stood up here, take them out to lunch. They deserve to be honored. But they, I want to remind you today that they're not the only ones called to preserve our freedom. You are part of the remnant, born for such a time as this, to fight for freedom. This is your watch, your time, and it's time to get in the game. Galatians 5.1 says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. When COVID hit, you know, we were all going to like, you know, give it three weeks. Isn't that what our governor said? Three weeks turned into over a year. So we got a, a dose of burden by slavery would be. And so never again on my watch. I mean, I am going to fight tooth and nail because you saw the freedoms that were being taken from us. The freedoms guaranteed in our Constitution. The freedoms in the amendments. We need to know our Constitution. So it's time to stand firm by knowing your freedoms. You have to read those amendments. Spend some time today. Just pull it up. You can pull it on your, up on your phone. There's an app called the Constitution. It'll take you through all the amendments. But how do you know what to fight for if you don't even know what your freedoms are? Freedoms that were guaranteed 245 years ago. Just in the First Amendment alone, freedom of speech. How many of us saw our content blocked? You know, our ideas blocked. The President of the United States couldn't use a direct tool to talk to the American people. That's a violation of our freedom of speech. Freedom of religion and to assemble. The church is essential. You know, to close the church for COVID? I mean, are we fearful or are we faithful? I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like 10 years ago, I swore off sickness. And I said, I'm going to put God to the test. By his stripes, I am healed. I don't need to be sick anymore. I don't need to deal with this. And so for 10 years, no cold, no flu, no sniffle, no nothing. We just need to start exercising our authority, amen? So thank God for the church. Thank God that we are meeting. Never let them shut the doors of the church. 
The devil is fearful when the church meets. Freedom to petition the government. We're recalling Governor Gavin Mussolini. How amazing is that? We have the freedom. We, the people, put you in power. You don't dictate our freedoms. And so September 14th is a big day to vote yes or vote no. I'm not going to tell you which way to vote because that's your freedom, right? But that's the day you definitely want to vote. So I encourage you today to become an informed American. When's the last time you read the Declaration of Independence? When's the last time you read the Constitution? You know, we need to know these documents. The grievances that we had with the British monarchy that led to that declaration, that re led to the U.S. Constitution. You must know what you're fighting for. I have copies of these proudly displayed. I got them in D.C., antique uh, parchment paper. But it's not only important for you to read them and understand what your freedoms are, but also to teach your kids. Do you think they're getting a Constitution class in public education? Forget about it. You have to be the one to teach the future generations of Americans. Amen? So let me tell you a little story. On May 15, 1991, I swore an oath as a Marine officer, getting commissioned at Virginia Military Institute. And during my commissioning, um, the oath of office for Marine officers, I'll just read you a part of it. It says, to support, we will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. Not the president, not governors, not elected officials. The Constitution is what we support and defend against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And for 20 years, I fought foreign enemies. But then I saw something creep into America. And I can tell you today, our greatest enemy is not outside the walls of America. It's already infiltrated America. We need to wake up America and know the fight has reached our shore. And you are called to be a freedom fighter. So in Iraq, after the attack on the World Trade Center in New York, I was stationed at Miramar, 3rd Marine Aircraft Wing. And uh, for most of you that know, uh, the air... Uh, Part of the Air Forces are what is sent in first to take out the enemy before the ground offensive uh, occurs. And so we were deployed, uh, one of the first uh, units uh, out there to take out Saddam Hussein. People say, well, he didn't use weapons of mass destruction. Uh, do you not remember what he did to the Kurds, the chemical weapons that were used on his own people? So, I mean, just the way the media twists things. When I was in Iraq and we watched... Fox News, CNN, I couldn't stand CNN. But you, can you imagine going to a football game and there's cheerleaders and they're rooting for the other team? That's what I saw as a U.S. military member watching the U.S. media. It's all about the innocent civilians that died. They used them as human shields. I mean, we tried everything we can, but the enemy has to be taken out. So don't let the media twist that. But in Afghanistan, or in Iraq, so we were sent over there, and they were armed with Scud missiles. We had several land as we were uh, offloading our combat power in Kuwait to start the ground offensive. But what I love is that uh, right before, the day before we started the ground offensive, we had the largest tent at that particular compound called the Chow Hall. For those of you not military, that's where you eat food. So, uh, but yeah, so there was a non-denominational uh, worship service offered for anybody on base. And I can tell you what, whether you are atheist or not, that place was packed. 
because people were fearful. They didn't know if this would be their last day, if they'd be faced with chemical weapons, scud missiles landing, what the offensive would do. And that was one of the most defining days in my Christian walk, to see that many people gathered to worship. And what we realized in that time is that God's presence was with us, and we were an instrument, a tool for him to use our power to bring freedom to a different country. I mean, how amazing is that? America sends our precious resources to other countries that can't benefit us to fight for freedom, to keep the devil at bay. I mean, America needs to be celebrated on July 4th. It absolutely needs to be celebrated. We are an incredible country, incredible. So in Afghanistan, my last tour of duty before retirement, I served as a battle major for a two-star army general. And just part of my duties was to put together a weekly fallen hero report. This report went to the U.S. ambassador in Afghanistan, and basically it summarized the NATO personnel that we lost the previous week. And they honored them with a special ceremony every Monday. You know, they tried to find a photo of them, the name, how long they had served, where they were from. And so I, I had the honor of actually putting that together, sending that, make sure that their sacrifice was noticed. And uh, it was just an incredible, incredible that like so many people are willing to fight for freedom for people they don't even know, the 0.4 percenters. On average, I was there for 13 months, and we lost one freedom fighter per day out of NATO forces. But again, America, out of all the NATO countries that you hear, there's 45, 50 supporting you know, Iraq, Afghanistan. Guess what America provides out of any stat that you see? Because I got the numbers for every country. We provide 75% of the freedom fighters around the world. Isn't that amazing? America cannot go down. It cannot go down. America is counting on each and every you, one of you to fight for freedom. This is our turn. Thank you, thank you. Man, I get stirred up because this is I'm passionate about this. So freedom is not free. It must be fought for to continue to enjoy our freedoms. I never forget the smiles on the Afghan faces when for the first time in their history, we provided protection at the voting booth. They stuck their finger in blue ink and came out with a big smile and a blue finger. They finally, in the first time, could choose who their elected official would be. So never take for granted the freedoms we enjoy in America. Amen? So, you know, the things that you didn't hear about the, uh, from the U.S. media is the U.S. military trained Afghans in border protection and the local police. We built schools so kids could get an education that would better their life. We trained the political leadership so they can govern their people in freedom. We helped them mine their precious resources, their gems and minerals, so they could create wealth for their people. And isn't it interesting that these very same things we fought for in Afghanistan are being attacked from within by our own country. The border crisis. If you don't have a protected border, guess what? You don't have a country. You don't have a culture. I cannot believe what I'm seeing. Thank God that we had another president that knew the importance. I mean, you look all around San Diego County, probably in your own backyard. Do you have a fence? Why do you have a fence up? You know, there's a certain level of protection, privacy. So don't let the media sway you when it comes to that side. 
And then also we had, uh, you know, the education system. What are we seeing is happening? I love our church that we met, you know, at a school board meeting to let them know that this church is not going to stand for what's being taught to our kids. Sexualizing kids with masturbation cartoons for kindergartners. I, I can't believe this is like America. You know, what are they teaching? We need to start standing up. We need to start being vocal everywhere we could be. They're teaching critical race theory. Do you think that creates a United States of America, a united people, or creates division? I mean, just start waking up to what we are seeing. And then it divides our youth in public school. We see political corruption in America with what appears like no accountability. I mean, everything that Hillary Clinton did with a private server, I've served the U.S. government. If I did even one of those things, I would not only be fired, I would go for, to jail for a very long time. I mean, in the secret, you know, emails, top secret emails that were in, you know, a back room, I was like, are you kidding me? Where's the accountability for these elected leaders? New York Governor Cuomo, you know, so like I said, we need to start being vocal we need to start getting in people's face as much as the devil gets in our face. And then, of all the things, it's like, how good was gas when President Trump was in office? I was smiling every time I was filling up. And now we're approaching $5 a gallon. I drove by a gas station, it was at $4.99. I was like, yeah, there we go. So, so, like, imagine, like, why would you cut off your natural resources given by God to de be dependent on foreign oil? What kind of agenda are we following here? But does that sound like a pro-American and a pro-freedom agenda? I don't think so. It is because of our sacrifices in battle around the world, both physically and spiritually, that we can experience the gift of freedom today but it must continue to be fought for. And I want to remind each and every one of you in here today that you are called to be a freedom fighter. Yep, every single one of you. You don't have to serve in uniform. You are called right where you're at. The war is not overseas anymore. It's reached our shore. It's reached our town. It's reached our city. It's reached our state. And now we have to fight for America. You are called to be a freedom fighter in this generation. You were born for such a time as this. God is counting on you to do your part. Let me encourage you through the word. Acts 13, 38 through 39. Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin, a justification you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses. So what do you need to experience freedom? You need to believe. Then in John 8, 36. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Did Jesus Christ set us free? Yes. Are you free indeed? Yes. Do you need to walk it out? Yes. So just like me, I was like, hey, you know, I'm healed. I don't have to suffer with disease and sickness. Ten-year decade run. I just tested God a little bit. What areas do you need to test and what areas of the Bible do you need to believe and stand on that promise and speak it over your life? And then we have Galatians 5.13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Look at that word, called to be free. 
But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. That's how you keep your freedom. Serve humbly. You don't serve yourself. We don't see that in our politicians today. And then finally, Isaiah 61.1. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Here it is. To proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Men and women in here today, it's time to speak up. We can't be silent anymore. What I love about our lead pastors, Pastor Jurgen and Leanne, and this amazing man, Pastor Sam, they have spoken up in this season against all kinds of vilifications, all kinds of false lies about them. But they knew that they were called to be a freedom fighter. They knew they were, it was time to stand for the truth. Jesus stood for the truth everywhere he went. He stirred it up everywhere he went. They tried to stone him, kill him, run him out of town, figure out how to nab him. I mean, God's protection kept him speaking the word, kept him speaking the truth. And that's what I love about our pastors, and that's what God will do for you too. So, you know, to become a freedom fighter and keep our country free, it's a very simple process. And you just have to follow in the footsteps of the ultimate freedom fighter, Jesus Christ. We all need to model our life after him. So how do we do that? Number one, my grandmother took me to church for 18 years, planted me in church. I needed to know what was in here, the freedoms that were in here that I could stand on, that I could believe, that I could speak over my life and other people's life. So plant yourself in church. Plant your kids in church. Jesus was lost somewhere around 12. They went on a whole day's journey. His mom and dad's like, where's Jesus? I don't know. Let's backtrack our steps. Where did they find him? Exactly. And what I love is what he said to him. He basically told his parents, don't you know that I must be about my father's business? Don't you know that I must be in my father's house? So I'm proud of each and every one of you for planning yourself in this church. Now I've got one challenge for you. Look around you. Do you see any empty seats? Whose responsibility is it to fill those? Come on, every hand ought to raise right there. Who needs an invitation? God will work on their heart, but can you stand up in this season and be the invitation? I believe you can. Luke 2, uh, up until 30 years old, very little history uh, was written about, about Jesus. But in Luke 2.52, this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So that's the secret sauce right there. How do you grow in wisdom? Read this word every day. When you read this word, it will develop a character in you. That's your stature. And then when you believe and you expect favor, God will show up in a great and mighty way. When we have men and women's prayer, I mean, the God stories are about God's favor all over our life. We just need to start believing it, expecting it, declaring it. I mean, I went 30 years of unbelief that I couldn't own a home. And then with great pastors in my life, Dr. Matt was one of them speaking life, showing me houses, but I had to own my belief. I had to own my faith. And so, you know, winning victories and being a freedom fighter isn't always easy, but I can tell you what, it's worth it. So in the COVID season, 
in the COVID season, I'll just give you a seven-month window. So in March timeframe, we found a house. We put an offer on, COVID hit, all kinds of crazy stuff. You couldn't even get inspectors in and this, that, and the other. Anyway, we ended up getting that home. Um, right before we got that home, I got a call that my dad had passed away back in Virginia. During this season, I got diagnosed with cancer, uh, a blood cancer. So while I'm fighting 12 or two and a half weeks of radiation therapy, I'm still renovating this home every day. I had to basically take a 15-minute nap every hour, but I was determined. Then my dad dies. I have to fly back to Virginia. I have to go through a hoarder's house. Took me three hours to get the front door to open, if that gives you an idea. We lost track after 22 storage units, the heat of Virginia. But during that time, you know, I love the verse about count it all joy when you face various trials and tribulations. How many of you are maybe facing a trial and tribulation right now? But can you have the perspective of joy? The joy was I owned an incredible house that I'm renovating, making my wife's dream house. I inherited a second house. I now own two houses in seven months where it took 30 years of unbelief kept me from that promise. I got an inheritance, a small inheritance from my dad. I beat cancer in this season. So it's like, God is good. God is faithful. Don't let your trial and, and tribulation determine your perspective. Amen. So once we, once we planted ourselves in church and growing in wisdom and favor and stature, then we need to take up Jesus' mission. Jesus spoke the truth everywhere he went and he fought for freedom. Freedom was so important to him that he was willing to give his life for it, for you and I to live in freedom. I want to encourage you today on Freedom Day. Ask God to reveal your passion. What's your mission? Perhaps he already has, but you've yet to take action on it. Your passion is a hint to your purpose and your calling. What injustice do you see in the world? What makes you mad? What do you always think about? It keeps circling back around. What do you know must be solved? What do you know must end? And what makes you deeply emotional? Those are keys to your purpose and calling and what God puts you on this earth to do. And then take courage. Have the courage to speak up. Like Pastor Sam, Pastor Jurgen, Pastor Leanne, many of our other pastors. It's the little things. You know, during COVID season, I didn't wear a mask anywhere I went. I waited till they confronted me. And then if I really had to get something to that store, is, I, is that a requirement for me to purchase something from you? So I respected the business owner, but I didn't just go in willy-nilly and just armor up and lose my freedom. I was gonna challenge that. So like I said, it's just the little things. Just be bold, just be courageous. That's what Jesus was. He was bold and courageous. You know, it's time to stand up. The devil loves silence. Think of the thousands of churches across America, the spiritual foundation of this country, that have closed their doors forever, that have lost their influence out of a one-year season built on fear. 
And the unfortunate part, many of them voluntarily gave up their freedom. They didn't even push back. Thank God for Awakened Church. Can we give it up to Awakened Church, our pastors, our leaders, that we knew the church is essential, and we stood up, and we knew our constitutional rights in the First Amendment, freedom of religion, freedom to assemble, freedom of speech. It just takes a little fight from freedom fighters like you. You know, my passion is the men's ministry. And it's like, go ahead and have a seat. And any of you, you know, how did I discover that? Well, it was not having a role model. You know, God uses all things together for good. I'm on my, uh, my four-step father, my fifth father figure right now, and uh, played every sport I could to glean a nugget from a coach, hung on every word of that youth leader uh, that was taking us through the Bible and sharing stories every single Sunday and let, allowed us to ask questions and then, like, as why I chose the military, and especially the Marine Corps, I was like, maybe if I can be affirmed by men that are respected around the world, United States Marines, then maybe I'll believe that I'm somebody. And so you never know how God's going to reveal your mission, your passion, and what you were called to be a freedom fighter for. But I love gathering with men. I love Emerge. I love the campfire chats. And what I love most is getting intentional. Most guys can hang out, but how few are ever intentional? And just a little nugget for today, this is what I'm gonna do. Uh, most of you are gonna head out, celebrate America, have some barbecue, hang out with friends. But what if you just ask some of the people, what freedom are you most excited about? Which one is most precious to you on this day? That's a question I'm gonna ask with the people coming over to our house. And then true freedom is being the authentic you, not a copy of someone else. Your uniqueness is what the world needs. There is only one you. God has never made another one, and he'll never make another one. You are so special. Somebody needed to hear that today. You're one of a kind. You're precious. And true freedom, or finally, becoming a, a disciple and discipling others. That's when the real breakthrough occurs. No better way than to read your Bible, attend church, get the culture of our church, go through all the DNA courses, find a place to serve. You know, we served on the high team. That was our very first one. And then we were asked to be a connect leader. And we got the privilege of being under the incredible leaders, Pastor Tim and Linda Smith, our first connect coaches. I'm with family here. They taught us everything we know. So you get, need to get around these guys. But, uh, but yeah, just, just indulge, just dive all into this church. And after you find a place to serve, you know, you're in a connect group, attend weekly men and women's prayer. That's where the real breakthrough, that's where the real authority, that's where the gifts, you know, just start getting accelerated. And then you have to go into all your world and make disciples. And just ask God every day, God, I wanna be about my father's business today. I, I'm like you guys. It's so easy to have our list of what we've got to do, our to-do list. But do we ever give God a moment and just say, God, today's your day. I'm going to start the day with you. God, give me opportunities to see somebody that might just need an encouraging word, that might lead to an opportunity to fill one of these seats that are empty here today. You know, you're the invitation. God does the work on their heart. 
but let's start being a little more bold, a little more courageous, a little more freedom fighter. Amen? Amen. So those are the action steps, but here's the good news. 2 Corinthians 3.17. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So for those of you that are saved, that accepted Jesus Christ in your life, you carry the Holy Spirit with you. You carry freedom everywhere you go. And what I've learned in my life is that he's always ready. He's always available. But will I give him room to move in my life? Give him more room to move in your life. As Christians, you have freedom over sin and darkness when you follow Christ. And as a believer, when God's Spirit is in you, you walk in freedom. So today, I want you to experience the ultimate freedom. All those action steps we talked about don't matter if you haven't taken the first and most important step. And that action step is to give your life to Christ. I've done it. Many people in this room have done it. It's the greatest decision I've ever made in my life. Secured eternity. Gives me a father to count on. Gives me a son to model my life after. Gives me a spirit. Greatest life coach you could ever have is within you. And so I'm going to ask you to be a little bold and courageous today. I'm not going to ask you to close your eyes or bow your head. I'm going to ask you to be a freedom fighter. And in this room, if there's anyone that's never given their life to Christ, but you know today on Freedom Day that you've tried it your way, but you're ready to surrender. You're ready to literally live in freedom from this moment forward. I want you to just slip your hands up in the air if there's anybody in this room that wants to give your life to Christ here today. Don't be bashful, don't be afraid. This room is full of people that have made that same decision like I did. If there's anybody in here, I'll just wait if God's working on your heart. And the good news is all you guys are saved. Man, what a room of winners I'm in. We got freedom fighters in here. I love that. Man, you guys are on fire. But let me encourage you. How much of the world needs to be in this room? We're called to bring freedom, to set the captives free. And I believe in you guys today. So if everybody could just stand, I want to just lead you through a, just a prayer over you, a little blessing over you. So you can close your eyes if you want. You can open up your hands to receive. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you for America. God, thank you for founding this country on Christian Judeo principles. Thank you, God, for those 56 signers that were willing to risk their life, their liberty, their sacred honor, because they knew that the world needs freedom. And God, thank you for 245 years we have been able to not only live in freedom as Americans, but to spread freedom around the world, to fight for others that can't fight for themselves. And God, to bring it all home, this generation, the people in this room, they are Americans. God, they are called on our watch to follow in your son's footsteps, to be bold and courageous like Jesus Christ. 
We only have one life to live. I don't wanna get to heaven and say, man, I wish I would've. I wish I would've asked. I wish I would've invited somebody to church. I knew that person was crying and hurtful. I saw the stress and worry on that barista, but I didn't say anything. No, that's not us. That's not us. So God, thank you for freedom and boldness and courage. God, let it descend on your warriors right now. And God, we give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory, and all the people said, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.